Hey, I'm Ruben from Dub. Welcome to Connection Loop, our actionable podcast about building businesses with daily human connections. Connection Loop features long form interviews with fascinating people in sales, marketing, and beyond. Enjoy today's episode and learn more about Dub at dub.com. Hey guys, this is Ruben from Dub's podcast, Connection Loop. And today we're going to talk about self healing and the art of joy that I feel like is kind of a lost art in many ways for so many people because we're just so busy and it's crazy. Um, We have a special guest today, Elise, and Elise is going to get into these topics with us and just take us on a journey here. Um, Elise, could you give us a a little bit bit of a bio here? And then after that, I have a little bit of a surprise. Sure. Well, Hello, everyone. My name is Elise. I am a mindset coach who helps release subconscious trauma, specifically um, helping create space for men because, you know, such an underrepresented group. And the art of joy, what we're talking about today is actually a challenge that I'm hosting in November. That's exactly like, you know, Ruben has just said, we've just run out of ways to incorporate joy into our daily lives. And it's almost like it's something that we have to tackle like Mount Everest. And this is all about taking a step back and actually observing what's in our life today, right now, that we can just be joyful about. And so that's exactly why you're about to do what you're about to do next. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So my, my joy is, is, is actually percussion. My, my joy is, is music. And it's this, it's this beat that I have kind of in my soul. And, and ever since I, I listened to, you know, Led Zeppelin number four, their album, you know, I, I was, I was unlocked, you know, and I, and I felt this connection with, with music and with percussion. And since, since that day, when I was, I think 12 years old, I have, I have been a drummer. I've been a percussionist. I've been a drummer. I've been playing music ever since then. And it's brought me so much joy. And, and I'm, and I'm so psyched that very recently within literally within the last just couple of weeks is I got the proverbial, proverbial band back together. (laughs) And this was a band that these are two guys that I played with like literally 20 years ago. And, you know, we got busy and we went through our things and, you know, got married and had kids and all that stuff. And, and we, we now are bringing it back. So it's, it's, it's kind of exciting for me. Um, I'm just going to I'm just going to play congas just just for like a couple of seconds, just because why, why the heck not? <laughs> I have a drum kit uh, behind me, but that, that's we're going to do that later because it's a little bit too much work right now. But this right here is a conga drum and let's just let's just hit this for a couple of seconds. All right, that's that's what we got for congas. <laughs> that's what I'm going to give it us. It was good. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I thought you were going to go into a full on like song and it was going to like all of a sudden a jazz flute was going to come out of somewhere like, you know, I, I, there's some, there's something that's telling me to just maintain humility right now and not, and not peacock on my drums. I don't know. I think it mostly comes from the fact that I am so curious to hear you start talking about your field and your subject matter that I don't want to spend any time doing, doing my stuff. Um, self-healing though, like what, like what, what are we, how are we broken? What are some of the things that we need to be healed from? What do you hear about from your clients? So that is just opening a can of worms. (laughs) Um, taking a few steps back when we look at self-healing, um, the ultimate goal with my profession is to teach people how to self-heal 
so that we don't have to spend years and years either struggling with a problem, going through therapy, or feeling like uh, we have to suffer for the rest of our lives. And that's just how it is. Because when I was going through my own pain, I had just kind of accepted this feeling of like, I feel lonely no matter what I do. I'm going to die alone. This is just kind of what it is for me. And I kind of lived my life happily accepting that until I was able to implement some of the things that I use in my own coaching and realize, holy crap, like it doesn't have to be like that at all. And with my own clients, you know, we, we harbor a lot of guilt. We harbor a lot of shame, beliefs that, you know, we can't have partners or we can't have a certain amount of money or success in our careers because we don't deserve. And we learned that at some point in our lives. So self-healing is really about uh, reformatting our mindset and reformatting our beliefs and our ideas and kind of reinserting new ones into those places so that we can become different people and pass that on to the next generation. I think one of the one of the biggest things that people struggle from, and I know I've struggled with this personally, is not knowing that you need the healing. Mm -hmm. You know, not knowing that this is actually it's actually not natural. It's actually it's an opportunity for growth and evolution and, and healing. You know, a lot of people go through their lives thinking that this is as good as it gets and that whatever trauma I'm dealing with or whatever depression or mental health issues is that's just that's just life and you just deal with it you learn how to be tough because that's what some men do or what men with air quotes are supposed to do they're they're supposed to be tough and to withstand pain and uh you know i, I think for me personally i think that understanding that there's a growth opportunity is the first step and what i struggle with and what i see other people struggling with again is not knowing that there's an opportunity there for healing Right. I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. And I love how you said it, it's kind of like we need to reframe mental health because mental health used to have this big stigma of like, oh, you know, they're crazy or there's something wrong with them, something not quite right. But reframing mental health in a way of it's just another element of self-development. How can I be better? How can I become tougher in a way that's mentally strong? And that doesn't mean I hide everything down or shove everything under the rug. It means how do I actually be able to address my emotions in a healthy manner and learn from them, process them, be able to talk in, in a, with an adult conversation to somebody else about them. Mm. And uh, it's unbelievable that finally now people are actually comfortable somewhat to talk about mental health because talking about mental health in the olden days <laughs> might have resulted in either shock therapy, uh, lithium, or a combination of both, uh, metaphorically speaking. So how do we make mental health a more comfortable conversation to talk about so that it's not something that we have to shove under the rug, so that it's just, to your point, another element of personal development? Well, I think it's just realizing that um, we're all human and you don't even have to broach the topic of mental health in order to talk about something that is in the mental health category, right? Just sharing, like, you know, you're, you're a parent. Sharing how, like, being a parent sometimes really sucks, like how sometimes it can take away from your friendships and your relationships and how it's actually okay to grieve those losses in a way. Because on the other side, you know, there's the joy of being a parent. And you know, not feeling ashamed to feel that way. And, and just sharing that is a form of mental health and connectivity. And 
broaching the subject that we have these things that we can talk about and feel okay about. Well, I think that one of the things that I have gathered and I have felt from your energy is that you, you, you kind of possess this feeling of joy. And I'm talking about the videos that I've seen of you when you're outside and you're free and you're flowing and you're like comfortable in your skin. And, you know, I, I have to tell you this, I don't know if you realize this, but, you know, I am the CEO of a company called Dub. Dub has 30,000 people that are creating videos on our software platform and that are sharing those videos with other people there out in the world. We talk to people creating videos every single day. We, we are constantly in touch with people and every single day we hear about this idea of fear. We hear about this idea of imposter syndrome. We hear about this idea of, I don't feel comfortable being on camera. Uh, why don't I just go, you know, get one of those explainer videos with the little hand, or why don't I just, you know, go, you know, hire someone on Fiverr or an animator to come with, come up with my video. Why don't I just do that so that I can hide behind it? And I think what you possess is something that a lot, and I don't know, if, I don't know if you realize this or not. I don't know if you've gone through your own journey, and if at one point you were camera shy here, um, but the idea though is that so many of the people that we speak to, they actually need to unlock that idea of, of fear because of. Uh, you know, fear of judgment, I think maybe. Yeah, well, I mean, you're exactly right. And you brought up a good point is they're trying to hide behind something because in the day and age we're in now, everything is fake and you have to be somebody else and you have to put on the face and you have to present. So it's like, you know, there are how many Instagrams are there of parents and they're just like smiling with their kids in a pumpkin patch. But then it's like the next <laughs> slide is like the kids crying, nothing's going right. There's puke on your shirt because the smiling in the pumpkin patch is the reality for like five seconds. And then you got to get into the dirty work, put your hair in a bun and uh, you know, just get back to it. So it's like, I have never been camera shy because um, like when I was younger, I wanted to be like a singer and actress. So I've always kind of just done whatever. And I was kind of like picked on as a kid. But at one point I just was like, if somebody likes me, they like me. If they don't like me, like, I don't care. I'm just going to be myself. And myself was kind of weird and out there. And I just realized like in my adult life, when it came to running my own company and facing that fear of okay, I have to put on this professional face or else no one's going to hire me, right? Because of my attitude. Um, but I just realized, you know, everybody is unique and the message that you have to say is going to resonate with the people who need to hear it. So becoming authentic in who you are is how your business, how, how you're going to get your clients because those are the people who need to hear that because they're going to they're gonna see the real you. And authenticity is going to be the number one way to sell now and in the future because we, we've gotten so good at seeing that everything is just fake so people can see it from a mile away so it could be scary to put yourself out there but it's just because you've been told for many many years that it's not okay to be authentically you um, but things are definitely changing now yeah i i uh, i kind of have this 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 idea that uh you know to a certain extent all of us are brands on mm -hmm. linkedin and all of us are personalities on LinkedIn or any social network for that matter. And <clears throat> this idea of people being brands and personalities and having that alignment of those three things, an authentic person, a, a brand that's building up, and then a personality that's sharing some idea, to, to have an integration between all those three, three things is, I think, one of the hardest things to do. 
because if someone once the once someone records a video and they're on the internet, they come they look like a personality to someone else that's watching. There's mm -hmm. themes and there's clothes, there's looks and feels, there's subject matter, and they they look like a character. It's like it's like watching a, a hero in a in a movie, right? And my question for you is this. How comfortable are we supposed to feel in knowing that we can be perceived as a quote unquote personality by the people watching our videos on the internet? Is that something that we should get in our heads? Is it something that we should not worry about? Should we lean into it and say, oh, I'm the girl that wears pink shirts. I'm the guy that wears black shirts. I'm the person that does X, Y, and Z. Where are you at on this? So, I mean, I think there's just different elements, right? Like you can focus on your branding, on your marketing. I think the number one thing you need to focus on when putting yourself out anywhere or running a business is like, what is your message? You know, focus on your message, what you're trying to tell people. The reason why I have so many videos like out in nature or walking or whatever is because that's when I would just get inspired to say what I had to say. Feel like this is a message that resonates with you know, my clientele, the, I think people are really going to benefit from this. I don't want to have to wait till I have to go home and do my makeup and be in perfect lighting. Like it's here, it's now, it's honest. And if that's when you're always wearing a pink shirt, that could become your shtick. And then it kind of becomes like part of you. So that will always come along, whether you're the flower girl or the guy with the blue shirt, that will kind of build as you go along. But I think what you need to focus on is just what is your message and who are you trying to serve and just get those messages out as often and as much as possible because that's what matters nobody's looking at how well your hair is done or whatever if they are they're not your ideal client <laughs> you know like <laughs> that is seriously the best thing i've heard if they're worried they're about your hair if they're worried about those things they are not your ideal client dude i've never like literally and it's honestly, it's amazing to me because like I work with executive males and I would have never thought that me doing videos like this and gym clothes and stuff would have gotten me those type of clients. But it's just furthermore proves that when people are looking for a solution, they're looking for people who can get them that solution. They don't really care who you are or like what you're doing as long as it's not going to get them in trouble, you know, like be, be somewhat professional. But you know, they want to know that you can solve their problem. So as long as you're portraying that you can solve a problem, you know, you can get the business. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right about that. I totally agree. What is the art of joy to you? What does that mean to you? I think it's, you know, living in your most authentic free form of self and being able to, you know, kind of live in this blissful state I, I want to say day to day, but it's like whenever you can capture that feeling. Hmm. Yeah, I think uh, I think me being able to be around music, play music in between my moments while I'm working, you to be able to go out, be in nature, record your videos that you're going to share for business. These types of things are to me, they're joy because it's this, this idea of not having to live two lives, living one life, in fact, you know, and being able to truly integrate the things that you enjoy. And I, unfortunately, I, I hear this too many times that, that people can't find that balance. And I think the, the beautiful thing about that metaphor of recording a business video while you're out on a walk, I mean, talk about perfection. Like you're working on your mental health, you're taking a break, you're getting some exercise, <laughs> you know, you're getting like inspired, you know? What, what is your, your message of inspiration for people to find 
their own balance in that in that format? Uh, I think stop trying to find balance. <laughs> there's I don't think there's any such thing as balance. There shouldn't be a split divide of personalities. You know, try to build um, work and life around who you are. And maybe right. that's hard for some people to hear if they're already in like maybe like a like I used to be in tech sales and I didn't really feel like I could be myself um, because maybe and why, and why is that? Mm. Because, you know, you're when you're working for somebody else, you do have to know that you are trying to build their dream which isn't bad because you can build your own dream inside of somebody else's dream. But, you know, they have their own idea of what that looks like. So for me to try to fit in their brand was more corporate, more like, you know, business sense. And um, so, you know, I, they were paying me. I shouldn't really demand that I can just be a certain way, right? I was as flexible as I could be. But when it got to that point, I re had re that realization that I couldn't grow anymore personally or individually while within this container. So I had to make my own. And if you're in a job, you know, that you feel restricted in, it's like, what can you do to find um, either a job that supports more of who you are or to build things around that? And maybe that's in finding the balance. Um, but I think it's just about adding more of what you love in the off time to balance it out. Not about trying to like make something less or make something, you know, I don't know if that makes any sense. I'm kind of digressing here, but. Well, I mean, what I'm gravitating to right now in my mind is that wasn't that problem solved? What didn't isn't that one of the one of the benefits of the pandemic that now we're we're stuck. We got our phones. We're out there. You know, people are the new brands. We're doing our videos and everything kind of goes like we meet in Zoom. Things are much more casual than what they used to be. Kids and pets and dogs and walks and stuff like that. I mean, now if you were in tech sales. And if you were, if you did have the same vibe, would it, would it, would it conflict? I mean, I really just think it depends. You know, if I was still really depending on my tech sales job, I might even shrink myself more because we're in a pandemic and how many people are looking for jobs, you know? So it's mm. like, I think during a pandemic, it helped a lot of people get out of jobs that they didn't like because maybe they were fired or let go and they didn't even like that industry anyway, which I'm hearing from a lot of people. So it gives people a chance to sit back and think, oh my God, have I been being authentic to myself? Am I even in the right industry? Did I even like that job? In what ways can I expand myself more? And on another note, I think there is that culture of, oh my God, I don't want to lose my job. I am so, so terrified. And if you're in that position, I still want you to think about how can I expand myself more? How can I, you know, perhaps make multiple streams of income? Because that is the only way we can protect ourselves is by being more, expanding more. You can never protect yourself by shrinking in any way, shape, or form. Mm. Well, I, I will say this, that uh, I'm here to say that for video SaaS companies or video companies, <laughs> We are always looking for people like you because you are so potent on LinkedIn and you're, the, the ability that you have to connect with people and the courage <laughs> you have to create content out there. Like we're, all, we're just like constantly looking for you. We're, it's a funny thing here at our company. You know, we're always, we, we have a daily YouTube channel called The Daily Dub and we're always trying to recruit people from within our company to go and show us, hang, show them, you know, be, be with their kids and their, and on with their pets and out there on walks and just having a good time just to kind of add to the, to the culture and to the, to the vibe. So, um, 
I, that was, I just, I found that really interesting. Um, but I, I will say this, that how cool is it that you felt what you felt so that you could start your own company and, and that's where you are now. Yeah. So isn't it funny that things don't happen to us, they happen for us. Well, yeah, exactly. And that's the thing is like, I had a gut feeling that this wasn't going to be my end all be all, you know? And so like, I think it really boils down to what is your gut feeling and where is it leading you? And your intuition never leads you to your death, right? Your intuition is always trying to guide you on the path that works the best for you. And you'll know. So well said. Yeah. Who is your ideal client? The, the reason why I ask is because we, we, we work with a lot of different types of businesses and a lot of them are actually looking for coaches a lot, a lot of them. And, uh, we, we like to understand the people that we're speaking to just so that we can like sort of make connections. The name of this podcast is connection loop for a reason. <laughs> um, so I work with, um, male executives, usually 30 to 50 years old who usually have families, um, and multiple businesses who have just either found themselves kind of stuck in life or they're looking for you know more purpose more passion they've already done the career building they've already got finances handled but they're kind of at like they feel a little bit empty or they have trauma that they know of that they want to clear up or something in their relationship that's kind of rocky and the reason that it's like i work with men is because as you said, men have been told to be tough. They've been told not to cry, to push things down. And so when you're a male and the only acceptable form of communication in emotion world is, is anger and, you know, being sexual, sexual, you know, they want a safe space to be able to actually talk about things that made them hurt and, and that they want to get over and so that they can have better relationships. So, um, th those are the clients that I usually work with and, um, it's really rewarding because their their lives change so quickly. Mm. And and what is the what is the format like? How have you have you kind of developed a format now that's uh, presumed virtual, of course? Um, what is, what is that format like? Yeah, it's uh, one on one via Zoom, hour long calls, usually once or twice a week in an eight package um, session, in an eight session package. And then how can people, what is your, I'm a tech geek, full disclosure. What is your like funnel? Like how do you get people to click on this thing and then book a time? What's your, what's your play on that? So legitimately, I don't have a website. I don't have a funnel. I don't have anything like that. I have LinkedIn where I create my free content. I usually have people just contact me through LinkedIn messages. So I've been really blessed with that. I connect with a lot of people and I just get to know, I, so I just ask, you know, like, what are your struggles? What are you going through? And then I offer a free one-on-one -on -one session so that people can discover what it's like. We see if we're actually a good fit and then we can go from there. So um, it's not a thing where I'm trying to like trick people into buying from me or upselling. I tell you straightforward, like, this is what it is. This is what I can help you with. And, um, you know, if it works for you, then, um, you know, I think we're a good fit to work together. And in the future, I'm probably going to build a funnel when I have more of like courses, but right now it's just one-on-one -on -one sessions. Got it. And, uh, I, <clears throat> I would, I would say this, that, um, you know, creating video courses would be something that I, I think it's going to change your world <laughs> because okay. I think the, the subject matter that you're, that you're touching upon is it's so powerful. 
Um, some people feel like they want to be private. They want to be able to heal in private. They want to lick their 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 wounds and kind of evolve out of out of things. They might not be necessarily ready for that, but more so, it's it's uh, you know this idea of an asynchronous video is is just powerful because people can press play and press pause. So uh, we we would like to support you in any way that we can. If you decide to go down that journey of you know being a masterclass creator, being a video content creator. Uh, I just wanted to kind of put it out there that we'd love to support in, in any way that we can. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> cool. Well, um, please tell us uh, where folks can find you on social channels, on LinkedIn. I'm going to put a link to your LinkedIn account in the show notes as well here. So uh, folks can click on that as well. So anybody can contact me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, all at Elise Michaels. If you want to get to me quickest, Contact me just on LinkedIn because that's where I have a lot of my um, content and I'm on it the most. So that or Instagram. Amazing. Well, Elise, thank you so much for your time. Stick around a little bit afterwards. Uh, thanks again. Thank you. Thank you, everyone.